Yeah. And I'm like, well, I definitely don't want to still do this. And I was like, well, you can go into a store. And I did that for a week. And I was like, no. <laughs> Dude, no, it's, it's rough out there. The That's why I got to get away. Because I'm, yep. I'm, like, I'm an introvert. I'm an introvert. Like, I don't... Um, I know that probably doesn't come across, but like, yeah, in real life, like, yeah, I'm, I'm really pretty uh-huh. reserved. Listen, <laughs> like, I think I'm... that's par for the course for Twitch, especially for streamers. Is yeah, a lot. Yeah. This is how we, this is the extroverted side of us. <laughs> yes. There's oh, I still that, like, like... Fun. you know, I, still, I love people, but like in, in doses, you know, in amounts, in oh, certain 100%. quantities. Oh, hundred percent. Right? Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 You love people? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I try to give myself <laughs> reasons to, yeah. I do my best. <laughs> That's pretty good. Hopefully, maybe the hopefully the power will stay on <laughs> for the podcast. Oh, no. Not the power comment. Did that happen? <laughs> no. Uh, would you remember the stream you had on? I think it was on Monday, right? Dude, it's beautiful out right now. It's mild out, we'll say. But yeah, it was storming out on Monday, and just oh. and it just stopped and died. The power came back on after, but I'm not. I'm not into like, you know what happens? Like a bunch of people dip if you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah. If it goes off, so I'm like, oh, 100%. Yeah. I don't want to start it back up. If it happened, let's put it this way. If it happened 20 minutes in, mm-hmm. I would start it back up and be like, okay, yep. we barely started. We didn't, we scratched the surface. Right. With that, it's like, okay, I basically built this train station. Like I've mainly got it done. I'm looking at it right now. Actually, I've got cities open. Um, <laughs> you sound like And news. I was like, uh, two <laughs> hours. I was like between two and three hours. I was like, that's basically oh a, a stream as far as it was the length of a movie. And I was like, oh, my girlfriend's home. I'll. I got I'll call it like that's enough. That's a sign. I took it as a sign. Let's put it that way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was what was were you me. were you there? Yeah, or... yeah. Uh, okay. And I was wondering why. So I was playing cities at the same time uh, and I was wondering why Yumble suddenly got quiet. <laughs> Dude, it was weird because I took a break. I it was as if if somebody wanted to say there's a conspiracy theory that I unplugged my computer. That would be somewhat <laughs> valid because it coincided. It I literally was said, all right, guys, I'll be back. timing, I, though. You I, I only admit. ever take one break, and that was my one break, and okay. I put up the Be Right Back sign. Come, come on, and then, as And as then the I looked, and my computer was dead. As the citizens of this city Skylines universe, I mean, you can level with us. It, it was, it, you, you unplugged the computer, it's fine. No, no it's was fine. the universe hey, so, telling sometimes me. Sometimes you have to, you know? It's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was the universe. Something horrible would have happened if I had. That's all I know. I got bad vibes from the, from the computer in that moment. Well... <laughs> <laughs> you know what's oh by the way so was it because you said that it wasn't saved was it not saved it's not saved yeah i'm i'm uh, building oh i'm sorry the train station happened so i built an entire like little main street and i'm looking at it right now that is blank but i i decided to start with a train station i got that new haven train station uh, west haven train station from the steam so workshop good. with so the bypass good. in the middle perfect Bruh. for new england right bruh um so i'm building around that but it's a different file because that is just that is just gone. Are you talking okay. about? Are you talking about West Haven, Connecticut? Is it yes. modeled after that? Yeah. Yes. I used it's to exactly live that. there. I used to live yeah. there. <laughs> yes. Oh, nice. It's a good little I thing. To... I don't know how new it is. It's the one with the it's slope very on the new. side. It's if you very, know what I mean. very new. The the yeah. the it looks like a hill. It looks like so a little ramp. They have mm-hmm. they have bike racks, and 
I moved there and I I was working for Apple and I decided to not have a car anymore and I was always going into the city and I would ride my bike to the station all the time and go into the city on like Friday night and come back Saturday morning Uh, (laughs) on what we would on what we refer to as the vomit comet because you could probably (laughs) could probably guess why (laughs) quite a quite a ride quite a wild wild ride the train back from the city where people are you know Oh, overindulged. Yes. Yeah, I understand. A yeah. Friday evening. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, because if you I could believe that. the train, so the train's coming out of Grand Central um, to Connecticut on Metro North, they stop. At least they did before the pandemic. Um, the last train is at 1.47 in the morning. And it's like, okay, that sounds late, but also like there are times when like you maybe you're just stumbling out of a club at 1.47 in the morning. You need yeah. about an hour. And then you get there, and so I'm like, I felt like that that was always just a little bit too early. No, I hate it. I hate when transit doesn't go till like two or three. Like I, I really want it to run until like prime. two or three weekend weekend hours at least. That's prime, prime time for sure. Exactly. Not always the case though, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Even even here, it's the same. The one a.m. It's the or just after one a.m. is the last SkyTrain out of downtown. So mm-hmm. they have late night bus service, and everything's walkable and very bike friendly. But you know, bike friendly when you're intoxicated. Um, after a night with friends or something like that. Um, yep. Still, but they do have buses. Still a vehicle. So. Yeah, the, still. So, yeah, the, exactly. so the train station was saved, but the other stuff you were doing wasn't saved. The train station is a whole new save. I did it. I did that in the middle of the day the next day. Or not the next day, but two days later. I was going to a show at night, so I said, okay, I'm going to sacrifice today, and I'll do stream in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And uh, I built... I built this i can screen share it with you if you want but i built a little it's modeled after the west haven situation with like parking lot in the front and i put a parking lot in the back too and i'm going to make a bus terminal and i want to make bike connections to it and then and then remake the cute little downtown the cute little main street right and build out from there i think it's not oh yeah because it's not based on west haven connecticut like no i i just like new england i'm enamored with like the places in the u.s that were built by europeans kind of right is how i would describe it <laughs> which is i don't yeah. know if west haven is i'm sure new haven is but um oh god yeah don't just talk all to me those about I, new haven not new haven yeah Dude, it's nice <laughs> or i thought it was nice i, don't know. <laughs> I've, I stopped at bar taco there on the way through the other day. <laughs> new haven is cute and uh-huh. okay it's yeah. got a green it has a train station has um, Yale. Yale has Yale, there. which is completely kind of a big school. Gated off from everything. Um yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, it's a fancy <laughs> fancy school. I d I've a uh, hot hot take. I've always had an issue with Yale being of its status and being in where it is, but not investing enough into the area where it is because it uh. they say that I mean they get a lot of tax credits back from I don't know if it's the state or the city or whoever, but my big problem with them is you see all of the all of the um poverty around you yeah. and low middle class yes. and and they they say that they invest back into the city but they invest back into the city as in buying things that they then make their own that then gives back to the students that go to them 
does nothing yeah. for the city and for the people around it. So, yeah. you know, yeah. there's a problem with, you know, having a college like that and then having such poor places right next to it. It's always bothered me. But that's, you know, another yeah. Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> another Oprah. <laughs> next time. I was going to say with the, the whole power outage, like that literally, I'm not joking. That literally was the thing that made me go, okay, it's time to buy a UPS. So now I have a UPS. <laughs> you yeah. did? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it came yesterday. Learn from my mistakes. Good. It's not even, you know what's funny too? I'm not like, as far as City Skylines, it doesn't concern me so much about losing stuff there because I have this whole um, thing that I do where I don't save to the cloud. And I remember the save, like, you know, after big moments in the in building and, and all that stuff. So, you know, it even if the power went out, the save that I did is going to be there. That's fine. Um, it's just more about like, if I'm in the middle of, well, like, I don't know, recording a podcast, right? Like, at the very least, it'll give me time to uh, to kind of stop whatever I'm doing if I'm not playing City Skylines and I'm doing something that's actually important and I haven't saved. Editing, video, like, whatever that I'm doing. It's just it's just a fail-safe. Also, I kind of look at it as, like, a big old battery pack for, like, other stuff. So, like, you know, if we ever have, like, a long power outage, you know, and, and like, I didn't charge my phone or something, I could probably charge it off of it and stuff like that. Yeah, you just never know. I'm a make sure your yeah, router is also plugged into it. So it's not, and <laughs> I know why. Then the router and the oh. modem is now plugged in. Um, I could if I wanted to, but I could just use my phone. If it's a short term one, I can just use my phone. If it's a long term one, the internet probably won't work anyway because the thing that's providing the internet may be out. But I could plug it in if I wanted to to check and see. So mm. the option is there. Moose, I know that you wanted to talk about some stuff as well. Yeah, just things. I just kind of wanted to hear from you, Yumble, on, and I'm sure you get people ask you this all the time, um, but I remember the first time I caught one of your streams, um, and I was still new, had really just gotten into the game. Um, I think it was probably last summer, or maybe even, actually, no, I'm, I'm way off because of, uh, yeah, the, 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 the COVID. Uh, that's actually, it's actually two years. I think it's been maybe a year and a half, almost two years. Um, but you were working on a city um, and sort of detailing mansions. I don't know if you remember that build. Um, this is like way, way back. Um, and I've yeah, it was yeah. On Blade, Blade Island. Yep, correct. Yep. Blade Island, and we we're going yeah. out to the end, and that's where all the all the rich folks lived, and they're McMansions. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not like a, an overly skilled detailer, but yeah, I was trying to put some trees and bushes, and oh uh, yeah, make driveways. I was that's what I was doing really was making driveways. That's what yes. I remember of that. Yeah. It was, uh, I think actually that would have been like, yeah, that was probably like my, maybe my second time catching your stream. Yep. So to see you then and see you now, I know many people have had questions sort of like on, uh, content creation. I want to say it's your, it's, it sounds silly saying this, but it, it really, it is your, your rise to fame, so to say. Um, and sort of just seeing that to anybody that ever questioned if hard work really does pay off. I watched it happen with you. I watched you put in the hours from watching you on Twitch to your first, you know, foray into YouTube creation. Um, and I think you're the prime example of hard work 
really does pay off. When you put the time in, you're passionate about something, it pays off. Yeah, maybe it doesn't pay off, you know, on day one. It's not going to happen overnight, you know, in most cases. Um, but yeah, I think you have this template that people, because I see people mention about it all the time on Twitch to Discord. People will be, they're inspired by you, you know, they're, they're like I am, right? They're inspired sort of by the the Yumble format or or what you did, right? Where you were to where you are now. And I just kind of wanted to get, yeah, your 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 thoughts on it from where you were to where you are now. Any comments you had for aspiring, um, yeah, content creators in a niche market? Because to see what you did in a niche market is, uh, yeah, it was incredible. It's it's been amazing to witness and uh, really, really, really inspiring. So, thanks, man. That's <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate it. You always you always gush about it, and like it's it's funny because maybe my perspective is different. I don't I. For me, it was just all about like showing up, really. It was just showing up and and like honing honing one's craft because there's there's layers to the whole thing, right? Because it's not just playing the game, yeah, but it's also not just the streaming part, and then it's not just the video editing. It's all these different things and trying to get better at them all at once. And not everyone can like see how many layers there is, I think, or like only you know how many layers you feel. So so to put it in a way that makes sense. I had to try to get better at the game while taking feedback from people, while learning how to edit YouTube videos, while learning how to operate a stream, while learning how to... So it's all these different things. And and you guys know, because you're doing this too. But that's what it felt like to me. It just felt like juggling all these things and going like, okay, where's my where's my weak point right now? Like, how do I, how can I make my, the worst part of my stream a little bit better? Whatever that may be, you know, not yeah. without being like mean to myself, without because there's no there's no benefit in like being too mean about it you know be patient be patient with yourself and show up and be there when you say roughly when you say you're going to be there kind of (laughs) as much as you can yeah exactly uh but yeah i I don't know everything just kind of clicked and youtube kind of tied it all together i felt the stream was going in a really good direction and then it was really the pandemic that that happened right the pandemic happened and i suddenly found myself with all this time and I could learn to edit videos and like make videos, make bad videos at the beginning, like not, not very good. The, here's the thing. The worst videos aren't even on YouTube anymore because I, I banished them. The first, yeah. like the first couple hours of content is just not there because I, I quickly realized like, okay, that was learning experience. Do you still have them and, though? Yeah, I still have the files. It's kind yeah, of a good. one day it would be maybe it would be fun to pull them out of the archives and be like, all right, oh, guys. Heck yeah. it's, but for me, it's really <laughs> bad for me. It's it's cringeworthy stuff where I'm like, oh, that was But I, you can see where you came from, though, right? Like, that's a good way of like seeing, OK, like this is where I was and now this is where I am and kind of getting that perspective on it because it's a it's a learning. It's a constant learning. It's a constant learning. That's that's what what you said makes me want to say that it's a constant because because where i am i think of a lot of things like this like i never i'd never want things to be complete i'm terrible at finishing cities but that's a, that's besides the point like i i never want to <laughs> no one to say it's cities, done please. you know oh i can yeah i but it, but with videos and twitch and building community and stuff i never want to say like all right i did it now it's time to coast you know right, i did i did right. it it's done how about it's like never done and it's always a work in progress and that's the that's the trick that keeps wow. you going. Like it's never, it's like, all right, I, I built a community. No, you're building a community. Yeah. You're built, mm. you're, 
Say making it again. something. Say it again. Yeah. Exactly. For the people in the back. So no, seriously, I, that's, I, that's so good. Yeah, but it's never done. It's never yeah. um, without being too self-deprecate without being like oh i'm not good enough like it's not that it's not yeah, a yeah, yeah. spirited thing it's a every time you summit the mountain you get to you get to look up and see that the mountain was like bigger than you thought it was is you the gotta reality reassess yourself yeah, yeah because yeah. every and in, in content creation there's always going to be things move fast things change there's always someone coming up from behind you which isn't always a bad thing it's just a thing and so once you've done what what you've accomplished you reassess and then you look forward and you see what you can do next yes yeah. always always but it's never done it's never exactly i did it and it's done celebrate like don't forget to celebrate but when the party's over like get back to work <laughs> basically that's how i see it celebrate yeah, yeah, your no, accomplishments. It, no that's, that's that's a good way to look at it i think that would also help too with burnout like i, I do feel like a lot of people want to get to that point where they can uh, not a lot of people who knows, but um, to, to that point where you can just coast, right? It's like, okay, if I build up to here, I can just coast and everything will be easier, right? Let's put in the work now and I can just coast or whatever. Um, but I think it's kind of similar to, to to the gym, you know what I mean? Like if you just stop going or you stop, you reach that point, you know, nothing will ever get better from there, right? Um, so I think, yeah, that, that mentality really does help keeping sort of the passion alive. Um, constantly looking for that, yeah, that next, the, that next peak, where can we go from here? Um, never done. I, I really like that. That's a, it's a really good way to look at it. It's something that I have to keep reminding myself of, um, for sure, because it's just the. I mean, it it kind of goes also outside of content creation as well. It's a good thing to think of in like day to day, I guess, quote unquote, IRL life and uh, work. I have to. I, I've been kind of applying that same stuff to my job. It's like okay, mm -hmm. like you know, I know that this can look like it's stagnated and it's the same thing over and over again but maybe that's because i haven't applied enough like i haven't even tried to uh reassess and try and reinvent and add new things and if i don't have that kind of uh if i can't do that in my current position then you know and i and i need that then that means that you need to kind of look somewhere else and so yeah it's so then i have to keep uh reminding myself so like Along those lines then, right? I don't know how much, like, if you wanted to talk about this, but, like, the European build that you had? Mm. Ooh, sore, sore subject. Now we're getting into it. Now we're, <laughs> yeah. This is the dark part of the interview. I had yeah. no idea. Ambush. <laughs> no, absolutely. Race Faber, yeah. Race Faber was, was that build. That's all still on YouTube. That's not banished. That's not what I was talking about when I say banished. Yeah. I, I yeah, keep yeah. that one up because yeah. it's, it's good. It's, it's good in its own right, and I've had to, like, rationalize that but what what but i know what that you, like you know? liked it though what i don't know what did you yeah. assess from that and like kind of took from that to kind of move on to your next projects i was coming off the the video you remember how i said you kind of hit these peaks and you have to look up and see there's more mountain yep. i had just hit one of those small summits which was the video about uh, smooth roads is the thumbnail and it was about node controller and that was the first bit of like surprising success on YouTube where the video, the video resonated with people and they wanted to, they want, they got excited about the mod and they got excited about my channel because of it. And it, it exposed me to a lot of like new comments and a lot of new viewership, like the YouTube analytics, which I try not to obsess over, but I do want to keep an eye on it. Cause, cause I think that's yeah, important to, yeah, it to is important, measure yeah. 
measure your progress, right? Don't just ignore <laughs> the the metrics. You should be aware of them at least yes. without obsessing. But I, I looked and I was like, oh, that graph looks different because there were many, many, many thousands more people watching because of that video than previously. And I was like, well, shoot, I made it. Like, I don't, you know, I, I'm not, I'm done. Not, I've, I made a small summit and I was like, oh, okay, cool. I should do a series. What is the, now, mind you, the, the video that the node controller video, it's a mod for those of you that, for listeners that may not know, it's a mod mm -hmm. for City Skylines, node controller. It's a revolutionary thing where you can control road connections really finely. I know you guys know, but I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah um, no. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I said, what's next? The video was built around this very American city with highways going through it and strodes everywhere, big, wide, multi-lane roads and tall buildings and this kind of familiar place. And I said, well, I should do a series. Let's do the opposite of what everybody knows me for. And let's do a European city. Let's do a walkable, a, a medieval Makes European city. Me. specifically. I mean, that's yeah, a it, it, way for you to like stretch your brain, you know? Yes. Exercise your brain. That's a word I'm Oh, yeah. For. And I went into it without experimenting at all and without researching very well also and thinking I kind of knew the, the anatomy of a, of a European city without having put in the work to learn about European cities. So it was kind of uh, an exercise in like arrogance on my part is how I kind of remember it. And, mm -hmm. and I started building and I started, and it was also my first series too. So I had to learn about Europe and I had to learn about how to put that in the game. But then the layers that I spoke about earlier come into play where I also had to learn how to present a series to people and how to edit a series and how to produce episodes of a series. Cause I, I had never done that. And I hadn't even watched very many series at that point is the other fact. I hadn't really, I didn't take too, too many cues from people because I like, I just wanted to do it. I just wanted to make it up and I did. And the feedback rolled in after the first episode because I'm talking about the medieval core and all of Europe stands up and goes, the roads are too straight. The, the connections don't make sense. The this, the that, and, and they're all true things, but, they were, it, but it was hard to hear in the moment. Mm -hmm. Cause I wasn't ready for it. I, I, I wasn't really ready for any of it. I jumped in head first to something that I admittedly didn't completely understand. And the feedback comes in different, how can I say it? I'm a believer that you can say whatever you want, as long as you say it nice enough, mm -hmm. you can tell people whatever mm -hmm. you want about them. You can, you can, you can tell someone that their, that their breath smells the and you can exactly. Yeah. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. Some of the feedback was really good explanation and really valid and helped me understand. And some of it was not so tactful, we'll say. Some of it was a little, a little more harsh, but though equally true, which is like the worst kind of feedback, honestly. That's like the hardest to That's, hear. Yeah. Because like, oh. it's it was, like it's, it's, not, it's not served well, right? So it could be the best steak in the world, but, you know, it's on a cracked plate that's, you know... <laughs> That looks oh, terrible, yeah. and you're, and it's, yeah, it's hard to stomach. It's on the ground. <laughs> it's on the, it's on the floor, and, and and but the but the worst part is that it that it was a great steak, but it was served on the floor. Like they, <laughs> it's the worst when they were right, and it's like ah, oh, they're yeah. right, and I hate it. Oh <laughs> yeah. no, and I know it. Oh, this is awful. Yep. <laughs> so I had to adjust. And episode two was me deleting the whole city that I had started, 
And that was episode two. I deleted everything and said, let's rework the medieval city. And then I was building it and I found it was really hard to build it and edit it. And it's really time consuming. And then the feedback continued and people along the way got invested is the thing. They got invested and they liked the build and they liked the city. Mm -hmm. But that's uh, negative feedback stands out much more prominently amongst positive feedback is the thing. So like you hear the voices seem a lot louder when they're critiquing, whether they're right or wrong or whatever. So maybe I made it five episodes in, I think. I think that's a five. Ep I think that's a five video playlist right now. I could be wrong. I'm not going to check, but it's less than 10 for sure. More than yeah. three. The, the fun was no longer there. I realized I was stressing over it. I was mm -hmm. stressing over all the all the voices and I needed to kind of recenter and get away from it for a while. And race Faber just, I just quietly like stopped it. I think I put out a message in Discord explaining that like you did, and you talked yeah, about it like, on stream afterwards. Yeah, and you just mentioned that you weren't going to talk about it anymore. We were just going to move on, and and I respected that. And I was, I admittedly, I was a little sad and also frustrated because, in my view, Yumble is taking an idea and he's expressing it in his way which is what I thought was the whole point of this game. So even though that it's not like the Europe that you know or the Europe that you know, right? Why is his, is his take on it wrong because he's not in Europe? Because if that's the case, then I should be mad at, you know, Baked Air's fabulous rendition of his Texas stuff, <laughs> which he's not from Texas, but I was like, and you know, like I lived in Texas for many years. And was it like all of Texas? No, but it captured an essence of Texas. And I was like, this is beautiful. And that's what I thought that you were doing, Yumble. And I thought that it was just fine the way it was. But mm -hmm. YouTube be YouTube you're... sometime. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think you're, you're very right in that, in that it's a rendition or like a caricature almost. Because it is City Skylines, so it's not always accurate. It's a, it's a, it can be a representation or it can mm -hmm. be the a symbol of something rather than being a literal right. like, cause thing. Europe is a continent. It's not a country or a city. It stretches everywhere from, you know, I don't know, is Iceland part of Europe? Um, yeah. All the way through no, to no. the eastern parts of it, you know, the insert Eastern European country. <laughs> like, it's a very diverse place. So, I don't know, maybe calling it European build was the wrong thing, but then it's like, then what do you call it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just really wanted to step out of my comfort zone with, with a newfound audience, basically. I was like, all right, I'm going to step out and I'm going to do this. And then I, I kind of got blasted harder than I expected with feedback. And that's the, the bottom line. But the other problem is that I, I listened to the feedback. My ears were a bit too open and I was a bit too sensitive to it is, is also a huge part of it. Because I could have also said, eh, I don't care. You know, I don't care. But I, but at the same time, I was learning how to deal with that many, that influx of response. Did you receive not... that kind of feedback before? No, 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 no. Okay. This was at a, this was at a, a volume, a greater volume and a greater intensity than mm -hmm. I had ever experienced. So more, more than ever, and also more impassioned mm -hmm. than ever. Yeah. And I just didn't, I, I wasn't like ready for that. That's not something that you can really you can't prepare, prepare for. for. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I had a lot of people say like, 
oh, I wish, you know, even if they were trash in my city, I wish I had that big of an audience. And I'm like, yeah, but that's, of course, that's what you say. But like, you don't really know until it happens. It's, it's, it was weird. And I was proud. I was proud to have summited that peak with the videos prior and like working on the series. And I was like, yeah, this is a new thing. But then I also got like scared off. I was like, oh, oh, after maybe a month or two of doing it, I just got cold feet. And I was like, this is, this is too much. It's, it, it's affecting me outside of content creation more than it should. Like I'm stressing over it. I'm taking my day off from my, my part-time day job, which I still have. And it was affecting me there. And it's like, ah, oh, this is a, this is bad vibes. So I, I was too sensitive to the whole thing. And I just had to step away because I couldn't, uh, I, I, I wasn't in a headspace to maintain it. That's all. Right. Do you think that you would ever return to a European type build? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've thought about it. Even recently I've thought about it. Let's and maybe that's go. why I'm, that, that's why I'm dabbling in. Oh, the New American stuff? cities that are yeah. built by yeah that it's are like built a, by Europeans because you get a taste of that and you can build stone. like mm. yeah because because a lot of the old the oldest stuff in in colonized America is you could say it's like 1600s 1700s mm -hmm. which is remarkably similar to areas in Europe that were built at that time because that's where it was the same people building them it was the same time period and and same cultures and same creating them. Mm -hmm. Same technology, right? It's a lot of bricks at that time. A lot of bricks or a lot of stone or um, wood kind of. Wood was still around, but city fires had been experienced for so long. At that mm -hmm. point, there had been so many entire old old medieval cities that had just entirely burned because of their half-timber construction that, that brick became the, the prominent thing. And yeah, they brought that with and built it and it was available, you know, clay was available. And But yeah, I... I I want to capture that, but I don't want to, I'm not ready to say I'm building a European city yet. I'm not, I'm not quite there, yeah. <laughs> but I like the idea though. Yeah. yeah. I, I am. I look forward to your next rendition of whatever that that looks like. So, oh yeah. Um, you know, I, it, it, but I will say that that's good that at least that, um, you got something out of it, which is the feedback and being able and being able to handle that kind of feedback and learning and growing from it, I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah, big learning experience, and the videos stayed up. Is the bottom line? They're still up there, and I still get As comments. They should. Say yeah, I, I still get people asking, "When's this going to come back?" <laughs> and I don't know that I don't know that Race Faber comes back. I don't know that that build returns. Right. But certainly one day I can take that knowledge and and bring that to to something else, a new project. That's what I'd be more happy to do than than pick up Race Faber kind of, again. Kind of yeah. like how yeah, Moose exactly. wants new market to come back. <laughs> so I've heard. So I've been told <laughs> by Moose <laughs> repeatedly. It's a hey, it's a good series. It's a good series. Um, it's one of one of my favorites out there for sure. I mean, I, I, I yeah, I do I do enjoy um, all your builds, but yeah, I don't know what a new market definitely stuck with me. It's just um, it's got that blend, that blend of um, yeah, detail versus scale that you're uh, very good at. Yeah, bring back uh, bring back new market. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag yeah um, i'm honored that you like it new market kind of got away from me but that's all a, a huge learning experience to me and, and new market yeah. i didn't i didn't like that i started adding tall buildings actually i felt that's... i had to build faster oh, and bigger right and i didn't like it and i felt that i had to start doing big highway connections and i and i looked at it and i was like oh darn this isn't what i recognize this is not 
this is not the New England I intended to build because suddenly I'm building Boston or like yeah. some okay, okay, yeah. caricature <laughs> of Boston. And I didn't intend to build that because that's not representative of my initial intent. Yes. But do, you, do you think starting with one, like with an intent to build something in cities and then it transitioning to something, I mean, is that inherently a bad thing or is that like just... So I'm still struggling with series is the reality that I, that I feel without being overly vulnerable. I'll get a little vulnerable. I'm still, I'm still <laughs> learning that aspect of things. Okay. In like regards to YouTube, the, you mean? In or... regards to YouTube. Yeah. Okay. On Twitch, it's fine. Cause it's just casual. Like, like we're talking now I'm having a conversation with chat and I'm building and I'm doing yeah. stuff and yeah. I'm yeah. not thinking too hard about it. And I'm taking the feedback in the moment and it's in context and everyone's mostly on the same page and people get to get my responses in real time and stuff. And I don't have time to like, marinate over things and stress and overthink ultimately so with with new market it occurred to me like oh it was the reason that i started building big that's what it was because i wanted to i said okay my my previous city rolling waters was all these tall buildings and big roads and stuff and i said that's what i think that's what people want to see that was the problem is i decided that that's what oh. people wanted and i started building big because i was like that will resonate right. better with people because this is city skylines you start with a highway connection you build big roads you build big tall buildings and landmarks and it all comes out like that and the reason that i switched it up was because it's what i thought people wanted and that's not a good reason to do anything really in, in <laughs> yeah. life good advice like don't don't do stuff that you don't want to do because you think other people want you to do it because that's just like a toxic situation well yeah. there's a balance there right you have to i mean People also still have to like it, right? But if you do start building in one way and then kind of go off into a different direction, that doesn't really work for a series on YouTube. That's like people start going, wait, I thought we were we were doing a new market and now we're doing new Boston. Like, I don't understand what's going on. So, yeah, I guess that does kind of make sense. But I didn't get that feedback. I don't know that that was. Um, I felt that within myself. So Race mm -hmm. Faber was all external where where people said you're building europe wrong because i'm from europe and i know better mm -hmm. from their perspective and like they're they were kind of right and and that's fair i should have taken it with a grain of salt but they but they weren't wrong but then new market was me saying here's what i think people want and then nobody actually verbalized nobody said like i hate that you started doing big buildings nobody yeah. said that i didn't like that i started doing big buildings okay. it was a it was the internal struggle uh, but you're also right about balancing balancing what people people's expectations or their desires with what you want to mm -hmm. make no matter what it is what whatever like your art is or your passion is or your mu music sculpture it doesn't matter it's it's how do you um how do you make something that resonates with people that you also like to do because otherwise if you if you're not doing it because you enjoy it you will burn out on it mhm mm yeah or They'll just start saying, why is it the same thing over and over again? And Oh, yeah, and know, I don't want that either. I, I never want to, uh, what would a good term be? Like, clock out. Phone it in. That would be the term. Don't mm -hmm. phone in mm -hmm. your, your creation. Your creation, yes. Don't phone it in. Because people know when you're, when you're phoning it in and when you're, when you're being, like, derivative of yourself. Like you said, people don't want to see the same, same thing over and over from you. Or at least maybe don't make it look like you're phoning it in because maybe you might need to because like I, I don't have anything on YouTube right now. Why haven't you 
started on YouTube? Because I think that's a really important, it was an important step for me. And I think it, the Skylines community is very active there in much yeah. greater numbers than Twitch. Why do you think you haven't started making, making videos for YouTube? Two reasons. One, time. And two, nerve. Uh, I just haven't really grasped around. Like, I know that it's important, especially if you are going to consider yourself as a content creator. It's like, well, you can't just content create in one avenue. You need to, like, diversify. And I've preached that from the day that I started streaming like a, to, like, one person to, like, now. And yet I don't do it myself. <laughs> mm. But it's mainly because I just haven't figured it out for myself of how to do that but I, I honestly a lot of it is time um just getting i spend so much time on my work like my real work and then on my stream stuff like a lot of things that i do outside of stream and honestly i'm getting to the point where i i'm kind of hitting a a, a little bit of a wall where i'm like it's not that i, I can't think of new things for stream but it just seems like that I'm not getting the return from it that I would like to get. Um, that's mm. not necessarily monetary. That's just like, you know, either engagement or like use or whatever out of it. Um, I'm just not really seeing that. And so I will, I think I'm hitting a point where I'm starting to turn, like take some of the time that I was using on stream and putting it to other things. So for one of the first things that I've been doing is this podcast, um, taking some time out of that and focusing it on here. Uh, and then once I get a handle on this, my next move that I was thinking of is actually starting to do the YouTube stuff that I wanted to do. But also too, like I have this weird, this, um, the, the type of content that I, I already know what I want to do for YouTube. And part of that requires me going to a level of detail in my cities that I don't do consistently because, um, as I've I've said this before on this podcast and in other places, like I I actually really don't like detailing that much. Uh, I feel like that it's unnecessary, and, and the things that I detail, like the lane markings on a node, I feel like that the it should just be done by the game. But you know it doesn't, and we know we have to do it, so <laughs> so I do it. Um, and it's probably just me making too many excuses, and I probably should just find the content that's already there and just use that. Um, especially since like it's just going to be the first few videos and i i did um i don't know who i watched the video on oh i think it was her i think it was harris heller um anyway the point is is like uh one of the things that they were mentioning is they're like you know your first videos on youtube are not going to be that great use it as like a learning experience and just put it out there anyway and and just you know see what happens and i really need to start doing that so it's great that's great advice <laughs> that's great advice yeah. and i and i agree with it you can make the best thing you can. I, I don't say, I wouldn't say make it completely throw away. Like, I just got to get the bad ones out of the way. Like, do your best because that's how you learn. But ultimately, yes, I've, I've removed my first few videos. <laughs> so I agree with that advice. There are some people who haven't. There are some people who have made it. I, I don't remember who. Some YouTuber that's big now, someone had mentioned, oh my God, their first videos are still on there. And it's like, you know, some some old um playthroughs of a game and they're like it's really bad and it's like yeah they should take that down and i'm just like i don't know like some people want that like perspective they want people to see where they came from and where they are and maybe they just have no desire to i don't know but to your point like yeah it's uh 
don't make it bad uh but yeah it's that's part of the learning of getting in both um learning from feedback and also learning from your own like flow and figuring out what is it going to be and and also how are you going to edit it and how much time is that going to take because even editing this podcast takes a really long time <laughs> the it's timeline just... is something to be stared at for hours and like messed with it's it's really whether it's audio video anything it's all a timeline it's a giant grid mm-hmm. and you have to fit all the information onto that and get the rhythm right and whatever i agree can i give you a compliment jonah about your about your city skylines builds specifically i mean you can well i'm going to (laughs) so you you said that you don't like detailing and you talked about intersections and stuff like that i think that there are levels of detail in this game where you the camera sits at a certain height depending on what you're showing off and what you're you're looking at and moose is very skilled at the at the micro Moose, I'm giving you a, you're getting a, a compliment yeah. by, by proxy for compar- comparative purposes. I'll right? take it. I'll take it. Yep. So, so Moose is doing the granular, the procedural objects, the markings, the, <laughs> the details, the minute at a level that I don't even want to do. Like I, or I don't see it that way. He sees the game differently. <laughs> Jonah, if you zoom the camera out a couple clicks, your cities are, are far and away the best. Because they are the most, um, of this crowd here, for sure, because they are the most complete, and you can see into the distance, you can see the the city rolling over hills that I don't think Moose and I like building on as much, necessarily. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm always yelling at people to build on hills. I'm like, build hills in your cities, (laughs) goddammit. Yes, and you're phenomenal with, with allowing the terrain and the geography to inform the city and not flattening it out and squishing the yes. character out of it. So you end up with these, these rolling hills and you can look into the distance and see your city. If you zoom, zoom out a little bit, nobody sees those minute details. Not that there's no value in the details, but that you're working at a level of detail that's just a bit zoomed out compared to others, not even most others, but some others. Mm-hmm. And there's value in that because you end up with a very complete and functional city you have highways that are full of cars that have exits into real places and real neighborhoods that exist. Whereas if I zoom out on a lot of my stuff, it's like a small area. It's a small area and, and it's not connected to anything yet. And you have a real place where people really go to work on the train system that's really well developed. So there's value in that too. There's just levels of how how high the camera is how far is the drone or the helicopter from the project and yours are the most complete by that standard so don't forget that that's super valuable i appreciate that thank you i mean i yeah it's kind of going to the cave's level of detail where he's he's mentioned this i didn't realize that that's what i was doing and then i when he mentioned it i was like oh yeah no that's exactly what it is it's like just like what you said it's a zoomed out kind of a thing but i and i and 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 that's why I say that it's a little bit of an excuse because of the fact that I have waited to do a higher level of detail zoomed in um, and before I've done any YouTube stuff. And I shouldn't do that because most of my stuff is not done at that level anyway. Um, so I guess at this point, it's just more of time. But I appreciate you, though. <laughs> yeah. The, the burnout recipe is making yourself do stuff that you don't want to do. Right. That's that's the burnout recipe. So if that's 
what it takes. Like if, if like follow, follow what's fun for you and see what resonates with people and you'll find where that overlap is. And that's where the, right. that's the, the magic, that's the, the magic. magic content zone, whatever, you know, that's the magic creation zone. Right. <laughs> and, and you'll find that when you find the time to do it, you'll find it. It just takes time and like showing up, like I said at the beginning, showing up is, uh, well, there's a quote, I don't know whose quote it is, but it's like showing up is like nine tenths of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to paraphrase. Yeah. No, I know. I know what you mean. I don't know what that quote is too, but yeah, I know. Yeah. I guess if I were, if I were to hit that magic overlap though, I would add more roundabouts to my city, but I refuse. There has to be a little bit of controversy. Oh, with the roundabout? Oh, yeah. I love yeah. that. Say Nobody likes roundabout, roundabout. roundabout controversy more than me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would argue. Well, you just removed all of the interchanges in your last... Well, I, didn't, I didn't see it, but I know that you're yep. talking about it. And mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you, like, what is your actual thought on roundabouts, either in cities or in real life? Like, what is, what is Yumble's final stance on the roundabout? Ooh. It is a tool in your toolbox, and it's to be used contextually and appropriately thank and I you think that that's how that's how good like traffic engineers will No, say that's it to. that's all we need to do. that's what i say too we can move on uh <laughs> <laughs> they are very useful and they're they're very good and they're kind of it's kind of magic how it works because i wouldn't have assumed if if you assume that taking a one-way road and spinning it around an intersection and then deleting the intersection works well that's not something that i would have assumed in a vacuum like if, mm -hmm. if you asked me that without already knowing i'd be like uh that sounds like a recipe for disaster but in real life at a certain traffic density they work phenomenally well and mm -hmm. traffic flow is is great and nobody has to wait very long it's good in that way and if you don't want to use them then totally don't because traffic lights are their own fun challenge and interchanges are their own fun challenge a hammer shouldn't be used to screw in a screw and a screwdriver shouldn't be used to pound a nail and different situations require different tools. And that's the metaphor. <laughs> that's the metaphor I'm choosing. Yeah. I find a greater satisfaction in the challenge of successfully timing an intersection light to allow the appropriate amount of people to get through the intersection. I don't know why. I just find it more satisfying and I get people all the time like I did this crazy intersection in Portland the other day and people were like that really should be a roundabout and I, <laughs> I was just memeing hard on it I was like no no there's no roundabouts <laughs> here this intersection is supposed to be terrible <laughs> I love that stand your ground also stand your don't let people tell you what you what it should be in fact spite them no literally I don't that intersection is is ridiculous it's terrible and you know what's funny too it works <laughs> and that's the best part you win because you did what you wanted and and also you get to be right it's <laughs> so it's there. it's terrible it's it's one of those intersections you know that we have in the country where like the interstate system wasn't a thing yet but like highways were starting to be a thing but they weren't completely separated all the time and the money and the technology didn't justify having like a flyover intersection. So it's basically an at grade uh, flyover intersection where like instead of having ramps, they're all like at surface level, basically. So you have all these stoplights or stop signs where you have to cross traffic coming in the opposite direction to get onto another highway. But it's like separated. I don't It's hard to explain, but 
um yeah it's like it's something like like one of those that i did because that's the um the level of uh th that's where that city is in its development right now as far as its slot in history if you will because i try to have everything develop on a timeline so yeah cities doesn't really emulate how expensive overpasses or especially tunnels tunnels and overpasses oh, yeah. cost like nothing in game right but in real life, that's a huge... They're, they're a huge uh, expense, yeah. It's a huge expense, a huge problem to solve engineering It's usually wise. the most expensive part, which is why if you look at certain um, intersections, kind of like the one that you were doing, Moose, um, that you were kind of replicating in Calgary, the reason why that yep. a lot of times the ramps are so like long and huge is because they're trying not to build a big bridge. So they're yep. trying to minimize the amount of bridge that they're using in the project and doing most of it on ground or elevated ground. So um, sometimes that makes the ramps longer. They have to kind of swoop more and, and do all these things to go under and over parts that, that make it cheaper. So that way they don't spend as much money. IRL. Yeah, exactly. Cause they are, yeah, they're crazy expensive. We were looking at one in, um, uh, yeah, we were looking at that one in Calgary and they spent, um, it was a couple, I think it was like, almost seven million on just a bridge upgrade just a tiny little segment you go over it you're you drive over it in, in two seconds and you're gone right uh at this one intersection in calgary um and it doesn't even it doesn't even look different it was just more for structural integrity and it cost almost uh seven million for that 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 <laughs> that tiny little little bridge one uh just to reinforce the structural integrity of it so but yeah, if you put a roundabout in, it would have cost cheaper. And, uh... Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but it is, yeah, it's super interesting. Um, yeah, I got, a, I, I got a lot of feedback, too, about that, because uh, I had done a lot of interchanges just because they, they looked cool, and a lot of them would have uh, a lot of elevated segments, and it just, it, 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 yeah, maybe some places have it, um, but it just wasn't, <laughs> I'm trying to make it work, but it just wasn't the most... <laughs> Uh, realistic like nobody would spend that much money on making almost an entire intersection uh, with many different lanes uh, all elevated so i i don't think that cities should try to um try to bring that into the game i'm not so it's not the fault of the developers i don't i don't think that's quite it because they weren't really going for realism yeah. and if they and if they were the budget would be so imbalanced that if you had to build a bridge, you could you could accidentally break your city by by building a bridge slightly wrong and then deleting it. And the amount of money yep. that you'd lose in the process would actually be absurd. So I think the the regular player would be totally deterred by that. So it's not a matter of like, I, I don't think that that's a change that the game needs to make. But I do want my final creations to be at least plausible in a real life. I want to look at it and be like, yeah, that could happen. That would make yeah. sense. The city government would have approved that because this, this, and this, and a bit of story in the city exactly. makes it make yeah. sense on the development. So that's on, that's like a self-imposed, I think we all agree that it's a self-imposed limitation oh, to build realistic. Percent. But sometimes yeah. you have to do that. It's literally what you, what you were talking about um, in your last video, which I had literally just talked about like a few days before that on this podcast about why, so... The question that you asked me, Moose, is how do I make my cities, you know, quote unquote, realistic? 
And my answer to that was, is, well, if you're asking about the way that I do it, I try to give them a reason for being. And one of the reasons for being is, you know, okay, well, what about a realistic city? in North America probably started either along a river, a bay, or a, um, a railroad line. And so none of my cities start with a highway. They always start with a two-lane national road that, you know, gets upgraded and upgraded and over time. And then like, like right now in Portland, we're just now kind of putting in the highways into the city. But that's because I like to start off with first a place where, this, where the highway has to then go through and then let it build out to a place where there, where a city then has to build around the highway. And not to, you know, put down, you know, building it any other way. And like, I know, Musa, you're still kind of doing the whole laying out everything first, which is perfectly fine. Yeah, I need that that visual. I need that visual, um, like, to, to, to see it. I know I struggle with, like, a yeah, a blank map and then just looking at, like, what is it going to be? Obviously, if you have like a theme or it's based off a certain area, that helps. You know, looking at that on Google Maps. But yeah, I need that 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 visual, <laughs> that that visual. And I always start with the uh, or usually start with the uh, the downtown. Yeah, branch out from there, which is fine. Like that's a perfectly fine way of it. And I and I said that, and I hope that that translated well in that message because I I didn't want in any way sound like that I was <laughs> saying if you're not doing it this way, you're wrong and it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's the moose compliment. Just like I had the like Jonah, you build you build big and complete, and it simulates very well because of that. Whereas Moose is really good at taking a real life story and bringing it into the game, mm-hmm. and that's something that I haven't tried, nor do I know I'd be good at it. But Moose is really good at taking Moose. You're really good at taking like existing story and saying, okay, how can I how can I bring this in often to scale. Which is which takes a lot of work. Oh, his Twitter so you posts get that. are on point. Like that's where the story comes together. He'll like take a portion of the city and then he'll like post it and he'll say something about it that like relates to like the one that you just did was like what on um that uh, like a summer place that you hang out at. I can't remember the exact word of the wording of the. Twitter. Oh yeah, 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 where I grew up. Yeah, the Okanagan. Yeah. Um, but also yeah, now. Uh, Taking a little bit more from Calgary. But yeah, yeah, still great memories the, there. It hit the feeling of it, which is... Yeah, yeah. Which is, well, that's actually really cool to know that... Like, it's, it, yeah, it's interesting because to me it feels like it, but I never... I don't know. It's good. Yeah, it's cool to hear that other people get a, a feeling from it. Because um, it's art. That's the whole thing is I just want people to, to feel something from it. Like, if I want you to be able to look at my build and... Yeah, maybe it's based off of, like, right now it's, it's based in, in Alberta... Uh, off of the memories that I have uh, from, you know, my, my partners from there meeting her family and all of that um, and just the experience I've had in, in Alberta. But I want other people to like look at it and it doesn't really matter where you're from. Obviously, yeah, it's North American city. So maybe it's, you know, different if you're from from Europe. Right. But um, yeah, I want people to look at it and be able to just feel something. You know, I want you to look at it and just take you somewhere to some memory or some feeling, you know, um, with it. So that's yeah, that's cool to know that that um first of all thank you <laughs> thank you to both of you for the the, the kind words but um yeah that's cool. it's cool to know that that um people feel something <laughs> or think of something yeah and and we get to bring the different things city skylines encourages that like creativity and that diversity of of uh play right that you can you can do it however you want is the thing that's the beauty of it the sandbox yes yeah 
And we should be so encouraging this and, and celebrating yeah. this diversity, you know? <laughs> yes. I think yeah, it's exactly. super important in this game to um, not put down someone else's... Yes. If, yes. They, if, they're, if they're not asking you and, you know, they're just like, well, this is how I like it. And they're not complaining about it and saying, well, how do I do this? And why is this like this and different? Like, if they're just like, this is the way that I do it and I do it because of this and I like it, we should be celebrating that. Yeah. Yes. That's reason. It's intrinsically enough reason to do it because <laughs> it's fun and you enjoy <laughs> it and people should follow that. Whether they're making like content for the game or whatever, it doesn't really matter. It's and then sharing it and you will get feedback when you share your stuff, but Oh yeah. It should mainly be about what's fun yeah. for you at the end of the day, truly. Yeah, feedback is Which, expected. If you're sharing it, you know, feedback is part of the is yeah. part of the transaction. Which on the topic of uh, or the things that we're talking about there, I wanted to ask as well, uh, Yumble. You were recently yep. on five B one C. Five builders, oh, one city. It's not done um, yet. It's not done yet. I still have more yeah, uh, yeah. I'll get I'll get the save back next month, I think. Yeah, right. Or yeah, is exactly. It at time of recording next month. I don't know, a few days. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. And I kinda wanted to get um yeah, which is really cool. I got really excited when I heard that you were gonna be like when you were when they were announcing all the people that were gonna be together on this season of five B one C. Um I got super excited because I really wanted to um the whole lineup, I mean this lineup's like <laughs> this is crazy, I love it. Um but I kinda wanna get your thoughts on it because I think the whole idea behind five B one C it comes back to that thing, um and, and something that yeah, I think most of us are passionate is about how um nobody like if you give the same map right 5b1c you get the same map to, to a bunch of different creators nobody's going to build the same thing right everybody's going to look at a map sort of through their own lens and look at it differently and i think that's one of the coolest things about skylines and so i just want to hear from you sort of yeah your your experience doing five uh five builders one city yeah it's it's good i was honored to be invited and nervously accepted i didn't tell them i was nervous but i <laughs> but i was like yeah sure yeah let's let's do it this is good it's a community thing and and i want to be a part of it the hardest part for me is the uh the passing of the save the logistics mm. of having different mods and different assets and talking about it behind the scenes like trying to get that right and be like oh no somebody didn't have the this content creator pack was turned off when somebody <laughs> took the save and because of that the electricity no longer works in oh, one part of the city because something got deleted and disconnected. It's not all vanilla. Oh wow! No, 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 no. It's there's I a did mod not list. Know that. Yeah, there's collections of mods that are public, I believe. So you can see the the public map. Uh, anyone can download all of the ass, uh, not all the assets, but the um, <laughs> all of the uh, mods, and you can get the configuration. The file, I don't think people can download, but the you could build your own. And there's rules to it, and we have to have all of the content creator packs turned on, all of the DLCs turned on, and all of the mods have to be correct. And if anyone messes that up, when the save gets passed on, there there will be inconsistencies and stuff will be missing. So logistically, it's mm -hmm. it's challenging, right? Because we all have different configurations, and it's not as easy as it would seem to do that. That sounds pretty simple, but then, no, but then stuff ends that, up missing. That sounds like a nightmare. I'm gonna, not going to lie. <laughs> it's a small nightmare in that way. So, And we're also handing it off between the main creators, which are, it's five builders, of course. So uh, in order, I believe it was Zardus, Imperial Jedi, 
Overcharged Egg, Slay 3K, and then myself. I was the I was the anchor of the first five. But then thrown in, there were there are also guest builders. So there's a there's a host of guest builders, and I'm not even sure the scope of that by the end. It may be it may be 12 additional builders, but every time the save is passed off, there's the chance that somebody didn't have something enabled. And that's something I've never done. I've never handed off a save. I've never had to load someone else's save. I've never had to align with others over what mods we're using. So I'm super on board with all the new stuff, all the new extended managers library. So the EML based stuff, which is like uh, all the anarchy twos. I forget what they're called. Like for, uh, what is it? Tree anarchy. Tree anarchy, prep anarchy. Yeah. Game anarchy now. Etc. <laughs> There's a few game anarchy is there oh, any, yeah. i'll have to i'll There's have to new, oh oh no that's a new okay, anarchy. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah game anarchy it's a vibe it's a vibe it's it's so, not it's not taken off yet but yeah it's, it's still in vibe. beta um <laughs> i it replaces <laughs> other mods basically it removes a lot yeah so if you have the mods. other mods that it replaces then that's probably a reason if you don't then it's probably not really a big deal yeah anyway. yeah, yeah yes so it's a it's a patchwork of new mods and old mods mixed together in the current save file and the save it's already begun so if you swap out tree anarchy to get a bit technical on it if you swap yeah. out tree the new tree anarchy for the old tree anarchy all the trees disappear yes. because the entire system yeah. for handling trees is different <laughs> and that means that the person who gets their save back is going to look at their city and go oh no all of the detail that i did is now gone all the trees oh, the bushes God. um so it's so it's challenging and i've never done that the the fact is you can apparently like you can I don't know how legit this is, but you can make a second Steam account and family share with yourself yep. as a way to shoestring in your configuration. So you're a new configuration, a secondary configuration, while maintaining yeah. your primary configuration without having to buy the game twice. I have heard I of people doing another Steam account, um, and, yep. but to the logistics of how that helps, I'm not 100% sure on that. It sounds so right, you though. Can have a, you can have we an could've... independent set of mods and assets on that second Steam account. But yeah, are you yeah. are you not doing that? Are you just doing it on your current account? Uh, I didn't do that for the first round, but I wish I did. <laughs> no, <laughs> I wish I did. Something you might I'm going to get the state back. Yeah, I've reverted everything back to the way it was for for Benton, and and just the way I like to build. I'm an early adopter of all the new mods. The second I see certain names signing off on a project yeah. on on a newer updated version of a mod that takes a dozen mods and consolidates them into one thing. Mm -hmm. I'm quick to grab that. Yep. And every time I get this file, I'm going to have to revert many things back to the more typical, like the old prop anarchy, old, old, uh, I think so we this... use new tree anarchy and old prop anarchy or something like that. Oh man. Okay. So is the save, so the save obviously has mods. Does it have assets from the workshop or is it all, is it all vanilla stuff? It's supposed to be approved by everybody, okay. but it's not so simple in reality. Like you just kind of, if, if one decides to add a tree that's not built into the game, then that ends up, you see that in loading screen mod and you go, oh, I have to, I have to add the tree because okay. sometimes it's easy to go, oh yeah, that tree is, I always use that tree and take, take it for granted, Cause but the, it may not actually be built into the game. The mod right. situation, I can see getting around for myself by just because i have a collection for my mod so i would just unsub from those mods and just add the collection that's already there for the game and then just switch back and forth between them 
when I'm loading the, the build, it's the asset part that kind of makes it difficult for me because I may already have the asset, but if I don't, I'm like, do I want to add? I mean, I'm going to have to add it, but it's kind of, you know, figuring out that whole thing of what to add and what not to add and when. So, yeah, they're supposed to be approved, but the reality is that can't always happen. Like yeah. stuff sneaks in. So there's oh, a bit yeah. of bloat that occurs and stuff just kind of gets by and it's not that big a deal. It's usually like you load the save and go, oh, okay, so-and-so's build had this and, and loading screen mod streamlines that adding assets. You can right. you get the, the report, the asset report, and you can click the links and add them there. So it's, it's okay. It's fine. Yeah, it is. Yeah, things, yeah. things getting by is someone is getting into their zone and they're creating and, you know, they're doing it in the vision that they are seeing. You're not really thinking at the time, oh, I need to make sure that I document everything that I'm adding that's not that's from the workshop because someone else may not have it. You know, and that's that's completely understandable. That's just how it's going to be. And I guess maybe that's part of the challenge of 5B1C, right? It is. It's not it's not obvious to people watching, probably. But behind the scenes, that's the challenge. And it's just because I've never done it before. I've never had yeah. to pass around a save file. It's a rare thing in my world. So with that, with that. Um... Yeah, with that experience, would you ever do a collab city in the future with anybody? Um, now that definitely. you've sort of had that experience, definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely, yes. Yeah, is that you um, asking, Moose? <laughs> oh, I'm just, I'm just, you know, throwing out uh, <laughs> John down some notes. Uh, I would love to do. So the format of Five Builders One City is that everybody gets an area to build their own stuff. Yeah, uh, everybody gets their own it's it's zoned out in a district so you get your own district and you build within that district but then there's also the collaborative capital city so we all get to build kind of whatever we want in the capital city you're not allowed to destroy other people's stuff nor would that be in good taste like as a person it's like yeah. oh well let me just rework the thing that somebody did like that's not a thing <laughs> just nor go is with it, the bulldozer, nor, yeah. right nor would i want to <laughs> but um so you just kind of stake your claim to areas in the capital city and i chose to right. build a college that was the first episode i did yep. i built the the university or trade school i forget what it was but i built it there and and that's a blast and then the second episode was i had to build my own area and that's cool too but what i'd like to do is do do layers so collaboratively it would be really fun if somebody started somebody does the highway system maybe or somebody does yeah. the road layout for an area and then somebody fills it in with buildings and then somebody further gets to detail in those the alleys and the the things and and really lean into everyone's strengths i think that would be a great collaborative yes. project yes. is like thinking ground up rather than thinking yep. different areas start with the roads and then add buildings and 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 go from there and and pick people let people say like oh here's what i'm good at and here's what i want to do yeah i I'd absolutely love that that's something that's been on on my mind recently as well too in regards to uh collab projects definitely playing on the strengths and, and giving people the ability to showcase what they're good at what they're passionate about in in cities uh, i love it yeah love that idea i've i've always joked with slay <laughs> about it i've always been like dude let me build the neighborhood let me build the roads out and you and, and and you detail it in and just lean into the to the strengths. Yeah. But yeah. that was before I had ever passed around a save file. Yes. And he's on this he's on this too. So now we both we both have that experience and we know the the pitfalls and things. Yeah. 
but I've known I, him. I, I've known Slay for so long on Twitch. He's yeah. been he's been at it um, for maybe a little bit longer than myself. But I met him very early in in the City Skylands category. Right. Shout out to Slay Three K. Y'all don't know. Go know. Yeah, yeah. Slay Three K. I think he's taking a little bit of a hiatus from cities right now, but I yes. think his heart's still yeah. there. That's okay. Burnout is real, and take. I don't know his his reasons oh, for it, but listen. I will say burnout is real, and take take your time and follow the fun. I don't. I anybody who takes a break from this game, I'm like y'all need to support that person because it's difficult to do that. One and two, cities burnout is real. This game is eight years old. It has a lot of mods and and assets and DLCs and all that, but it gets repetitive, right? To some yep. people, and they hit a they hit a creation wall where they just kind of like, I don't know what else I can say. And that's fine. It's just like, I, I equate it to the singer Sharday. People okay. keep asking her whenever she goes away, when are you going to come back? When are you going to make a new album? And her last response to that is when I have something else to say. Perfect. Well, where do you, where do you see yourself uh, as far as the future of Yumble content creation? Like, is there anything that you haven't done that you want to say that you'd like to do um, either in the near or distant future? Yes. Here, well, here's my current philosophy, which I've already stated, but I, I just want to make sure it's clear. Following what's fun is the most important for me. And following the, I want to be on the, on the cutting edge of my thought process, discovering stuff in this game. And that's what that recent, the recent video represents so little river is a is a map where i've taken all the highways and reduced it down to two lane national roads to encourage a more kind of natural feel cities don't really form on an empty highway connection like they not not generally they can but it's it's not really natural so i i really want to have a focus and encourage the community to look at a more natural type of building and sort of disregard the the way that the game might encourage you to play where expansion is the best thing if you build with that in mind you will come up with a completely different city than if you just look at the highway connection and go okay what do i have unlocked maybe maybe expansion isn't the best thing and maybe focusing i playing however you want is the best thing really but acknowledging that there's different ways to look at the game and as I discover those, I want to create to that. That's really what I'm, what I'm doing. I can never see more than maybe a month out on what I'm going to make, and even, even less sometimes. Did you get it uploaded? You got it uploaded? Oh, yeah. App. Yeah, okay, it's good, good to go. Check it out. Little River. It's based on Riverlands by, oh, goodness, his name escapes me right now. But if you search Little River, it'll be there. And the original map is beautiful and it's linked there. I just modified the road system. So all, all the geography is not mine. I just liked what I saw. I just yeah. th saw this was a very competent geographically and laid I out just, map. I've always struggled with, well, actually not really struggled. I, I, well, I guess that's, that is the word I struggled with initially. If, if a building a city in vanilla was possible in that manner. And it is. Uh, I. For our, well, this is like earlier this year, um, I did do a vanilla build, and that's how I started out the map, which is there where um, the place where you started to build was just two two-lane roads that that converged, 
on the initial map. And I mean, the city was fine. It was fine until Q destroyed it in a disaster um, stream, but you know, we won't go into mm -hmm. that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, and we, I did eventually add highways to it. I will say that the way that the game is set up, it seems like that you, it, you really do need the highways at some point. And I felt like that the city was way too young and small for the highways that I were built that I built into it at the time. Um, although I also feel like it it was a drain on the budget too in the game, at least the way that I was playing. And you know, I'm I'm not the best vanilla builder. Um, that was probably my first somewhat successful city in the game, uh, vanilla building. But uh, yeah, like it's totally possible. What you have to remember, though, which is what I didn't remember, is in vanilla, you only get nine tiles. And so I had it set up. I already kind of had in my mind of like where the highways would go in the city. And it would mostly go like around the city, not really through the city. But that was based off of a lot of a 25 tile area in my mind instead of a nine tile area. And so that was a whole thing. So I didn't I wasn't able to buy enough tiles to fully see the vision of the city. But it totally works. and. I also say that people should try that, you know, either make more maps where there's no highway connection for the first, you know, there's just no highway connection at all. Not like a, and there's a highway connection, you have to connect something, but it's a two lane highway. But as far as like your um, divided highway, limited access type of highway, there's nothing like that initially when you first start it. No, the highways are, are beholden to what's already there as, as usually a bypass hopefully, or mm -hmm. right through downtown if you're some places. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ideally not, though, because that causes a ton of problems historically. So, But and at least you game. get to make that decision <laughs> if you start small. At least you get to make that decision and tell that part of the story. I still haven't figured out the whole... That's actually been my challenges with the last cities. Is I'm still trying to figure out the downtown traffic flow uh, when you send these massive highways into the middle of this well into the the central district of the city where most of the offices are and then you have all of the suburbs and everyone driving into it my downtown's become an absolute nightmare mess like they're just gridlock all the time and it'd be nice if we had more realistic mass transit because then i would be more inclined to put a bus system but anytime i put any type of mass transit into the city it sends half the population to one stop, which is completely unrealistic, and no one drives, or they all drive to the bus stop that's like... <laughs> it, it would be good if the game encouraged transit and bikeability a bit more. I feel like bikeability is kind of a novelty in the game rather than a yeah. Oh, wait, you feel, like it, you feel like it doesn't encourage mass transit a lot? It, it does... But like you said, then you have problems. So from a gameplay mechanics standpoint, if you build yeah. a single stop, it's a magnet for everybody there. So it's not yes. that people yes. aren't encouraged to use it. I mean, the player might not be encouraged to use it because then oh, their sims all line right. up at the yeah. bus stop. So it's there, there's a balance there. The same way that cars don't reroute if they're stuck in traffic, the same way that they won't change lanes when they're behind. Because in real life, intersections tend to stack up very naturally because drivers look at the intersection and say oh that mm -hmm. lane is way backed up i'm not even turning there i can go around that yeah that doesn't happen that doesn't happen in the game that's not a thing yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
So same thing, like if, if the bus stop is loaded with people and it's like, wow, I'm not going to make this bus. I'm not going to make the next 20 buses. I shouldn't stand right. here. Right. The game doesn't it doesn't. It, it'll uh, put 4,000 people at a bus stop. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. It drives Bruce, did me you nuts. Say, didn't you have that many people at a bus stop? Oh, was yeah. Somewhere yeah, yeah, else? Yeah. You had 4,000 people. I love transit. <laughs> I love transit in real world cities. It's one of my favorite parts of Skylines is figuring out like that it's why i like making big cities because i like integrating transit to outer areas figuring out bus routes figuring out streetcars, uh metro all of it and this game oh my god <laughs> but as soon as i start with it it's uh <sighs> yeah it's uh it's it's quite a mess it's quite a mess and it, it doesn't like i've had all methods of them i've had uh in a city i've had metro um, like typically when I work on, um, it, you know, the, 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 project that's, that's, uh, still, still, still ongoing somewhat, uh, based off Vancouver and Toronto, I get to use all three of the, the popular methods. So I get to use streetcars, I get to use buses and Metro and every single stop on any one of those lines, no matter how many stops I have are just packed to the brim with people waiting. And I hate it. I hate it because even like even here, even here, Vancouver, 2010, during the Olympics, you didn't have that much people waiting for transit. <laughs> so, yeah, it uh, <laughs> drives me nuts. But I've I've seen you do some good stuff, Moose, though, with bikeability and like Vancouver is the obvious example of this where you get like waterfront bike paths. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. And you've I've seen you um, not exploit that. It's not exploiting it, but I've seen you. uh <laughs> implement implement that right? very exploitive <laughs> I, started a, yeah. I started a foundation for the bikers of vancouver because of this <laughs> no it's good uh, to include and it and it's reminiscent of what you know and it also works really well having yeah having bike ability a place where people feel safe to do it because i i live in an area where it's not safe to do it specifically mm. where it's a it's a hostile place i don't own a bike but if i did I don't know where I'd go to, or I do know where I'd go to use it, and it would be paths that are away from the road. I couldn't exactly. get to work. Actually, yeah, I couldn't get to work on it. I wouldn't really want to go to a store on it, so it becomes a a novelty, yep. or like a way to exercise, mm -hmm. or a way to recreational. Yeah, or you're a you're a hardcore cyclist who's willing to brave the road. Yes, yep. Whereas in other places where bikeability is is reasonable they can do it for practical reasons. There's no practicality where I live. We're in Van Whereas in Vancouver, and a lot of Canadian cities get this right, and a few U.S. cities do, Yeah, where, where it's not just a novelty and it's a legitimate transportation strategy, and you can feel safe while doing it for most of the trip, if not all of it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, you actually bring up a good point, because this does relate to, like, so even take a city like, yeah, Vancouver... Uh, has, at least in my opinion, um, and there's, you know, articles out there stated, it, but uh, yeah, Vancouver, as far as it goes for North American cities, has, you know, consistently ranks as the top city for, for bike infrastructure out there. But even a city like that, you brought up the point about a novelty, um, about bike and feeling like a novelty. And you know what's funny is that's kind of, not not all of it, because yeah, there's there, you go out to any of the streets here, um, that have bike lanes on and you'll see people biking, right? So, you know, you'll see friends out there biking. Lots of people do bike here, but it still doesn't, it's still seen as a novelty to some people where they have to drive their flashy car, their sports car in downtown, and they can't be seen 
either A, riding public transit or B, biking unless it's on the weekend to the beach with friends. That's the only time they'll bike. And so we do have a, still a lot of, uh, yeah, vehicle related issues, a lot of traffic in downtown, um, regardless of how good the bike infrastructure is. And if you wanted to, because uh, I, I did this when I worked at uh, Apple, uh, you can take your bike on the SkyTrain. They have spots for it dedicated for biking. You can bike from anywhere in downtown to any of the surrounding uh, sort of suburban cities. You can get via bike, by transit, uh, by metro to Richmond. You can get out there to, uh, to to Surrey, to Burnaby, to Coquitlam, all of these surrounding cities. And you can do it all by bike and metro if you wanted. Otherwise, there are bike lanes that are yeah much, much safer than... Um, yeah, certain cities that uh, prioritize uh, prioritize the car, um, and so they're safe. Like you could bike, yeah, a- a- alongside a road and feel safe because of the way that's laid out. Um, but there is still that issue of um, people just not wanting to be seen. I don't know, just not wanting to be seen biking. You know, you gotta you gotta flex the uh, you gotta be seen in your car, right? You gotta be seen out and about with your car, and it creates this very it's a very interesting dynamic going on right now in Vancouver. Very very interesting, yeah. So. Mm. I didn't assume that was the case, but I've never been. So like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what the culture around it or, or, uh, sounds like a transit stigma almost. Oh yeah. Oh, huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It would, that's exactly what it is. Is that stigma that, uh, transit is for the, the working class, right? So. It, does that same stigma still, not still, but does that same st- stigma exist in your area, Yumble? Cause I know that there is some transit. So there's, there's a lot of, uh, this isn't really going to answer your question, but as a, as a quick aside, there, there are people who want to invest in cars as a status symbol, or not necessarily even as status, but maybe within themselves for the, the purest of reasons. They like rebuilding old cars or uh, having, having a cool car, having an expensive car, having their dream car, etc. And I'm like, I'm just not one of those people. So I have a I have a, a model of car that's about 10 years old, maybe 11 years old at this point. And if it, it's very functional. I come at it from a very functional standpoint and I don't need it to be a, a nice car or a good car. I just need it to, to start and run well and be reliable because that's the best way for me to get around in my area. I was speaking to a, a coworker of mine at my, at my part-time gig who is a car enthusiast like i was talking about he likes having a nice car and and driving a nice car and and being able to go fast on the back roads and things like that and i said what if what if we beefed up our transit network knowing that he's not necessarily going to ride it it's not for him right. but what if we beef it up in an effort to get the people that are subjected to having to drive and allow them an option of transit which frees up the road for the car enthusiasts and that's a legitimate strategy, I think. That's a legitimate approach where oh, it's like it's awesome. it's not anti-car, it's pro enthusiast. It's pro pro enthusiast. The real driver who wants to like the the person who's not as a, as adept at driving, but they're forced right. to drive because they live in a suburban scape. You know, that'll lead people to to drive to people who want to do it because they don't have to, but they want to, and that's literally exactly what. I would hope that it turn that it ends up being because if I guess you were referring to the literal car enthusiasts, which I definitely was and still kind of am, both though less so because one, I don't have a car, and you know, two, just things change in life. But like, if that were the case, 
where i mean i would want more mass transit rl anyway but also if it actually did free up the roads and didn't completely like we didn't completely remove the vehicle from our lives i would 100 percent get like whatever car that i wanted that was just going to be for like a weekend or evening drives and just you know be able to enjoy it more but you you don't you can't enjoy driving, especially in Northern Virginia, I imagine, in anywhere in the Northeast area. Yeah, it's, it's not ideal. There's, and there's always road work going on, too. I think, what was the original question? Because I do want to answer that, too. I took the conversation <laughs> somewhere else, but it was about transit, transit stigma. Is transit, That's what it was. Is there a transit stigma in your area? Yeah. The DC metro, Washington, DC's metro system, goes out to a certain radius around the city, and then it sort of stops. But it stops just shy of the of the extent of DC's influence, is what I would say. So it doesn't go quite far enough. Currently, on specifically on Interstate 66, which is the east-west route, the main east-west route in and out of Washington DC, the the orange line is the main one that serves it. But it stops about two cities shy, two towns, which are becoming cities. It stops about two of them shy of where it should to maximize ridership so did they the places ever, that are did they ever build out to the airport to dulles yes uh well mm, uh-oh i don't know the silver line is trying so the silver line makes it to rest in i don't know if it makes it to dulles yet that always seems but to i would be hope like that it does huge that's the that's the main yeah. international airport for the area right which is it's within range of the city and I, I just think if you have to drive to transit, that's dumb. That's a dumb, <laughs> that's a dumb solution. <laughs> if, if they can't get off a plane and get that synergy of being able to walk onto the metro and get downtown within, you know, maybe 40 minutes to an hour of metro riding rather than a similar 40 minutes to an hour of, of car, then it's a failure. And the, the trans, um, oh, I had one more point about that. Oh, the coffee is failing me, man. <laughs> it's okay i didn't even i didn't even have any uh i mean I, I i don't drink coffee but i haven't even had any caffeine this morning feeling good feeling good good for you maybe less maybe is less more. yeah maybe less sleep is more right eh? <laughs> uh, well i mean that's that's interesting i just always assumed that and I guess maybe you're right maybe it just doesn't extend out further maybe maybe there's more of a transit culture in the metro area because the northeast mm -hmm. is always supposed to be like oh you know like you know we have trains and you know we have high speed rail as well it's not really high speed rail but it's you know it's there and you know we have a culture that prioritizes you know mass transit i guess in general and mm -hmm. you find that in the northeast it's there and you could do it but it's it's a very it's a corridor and it's a narrow area of influence and when if you get any further outside of that it's very difficult to participate in that kind of lifestyle i guess and yeah it's it that's what i've basically been finding up and down the area it's it's pockets and it's not consistent and it could definitely be more we probably could use another rail line you know through the area not just the one that we like not just that one quarter that we have 
like another regional rail through the area that would help serve more areas and then allow for people to not necessarily, like you said, Yumble, drive to the station. They, you can't put a station in everyone's backyard, but if you lay out the networks and then encourage development in those areas, then you can bring people in closer to them and give them less chance to, less, yeah. not chance, less, um, less need to be away from them. Unfortunately, though, that's all in theory. Because any time that you build a rail station somewhere that doesn't have anything around it, either or or already does, either A, it doesn't have anything around it, and then they start building around it, and all those are luxury, and they cost way too much um, for any normal person to be able to afford, or B, anything that's already there goes up in price, and again, prices people out, that would, it would benefit the most. It's that, yeah, it's a... It's a kind of negative phenomenon that you you've done something so good but it can have negative repercussions and that's definitely something to think about i will say in this area they've done okay with at the end of the orange line in in vienna virginia they've built up it's not mixed use i don't suppose there's any sort of shopping there and i don't suppose anyone works there other than the people that work at the at the metro but there are condos that have gone up i don't know what the prices are I bet you're exactly right. Sight unseen, I bet that everything you just said is true of that space. They're too damn high. I already know. Yeah. I'm sure correct. <laughs> yeah. I, insert meme here. I'm I'm sure you're exactly correct. <laughs> uh, my my big issue in this in this case study of the orange line that I keep talking about because it affects me directly, they are expanding 66 out here. They're expanding <laughs> Interstate 66. I think you've mentioned that before. Yeah. Oh my god. They, they're expanding the highway so, and, and building bigger interchanges and failing to expand the metro and possibly putting infrastructure in the way of rail development. Does the, in the orange future. line run along the along the same corridor as 66? Does it run like, or is it somewhere in else? Between, in, in between, between the, the roads, lanes. In between the, the bi directional highway. Yeah. How do you feel so about rail that runs in between highways? <laughs> I, I say do it. I say do it. If if really? you've already yeah, if you've already installed that and you've already got the highway in place, I, I'm not. Mm -hmm. I, I think you can acknowledge mistakes and highways got built in all kinds of wrong places in the mid in the mid um, 1900s. I would say right. That's where I'm going to air quotes. Urban renewal is is that's when that was happening, mm -hmm. and a lot of that involved displacing uh, current residents and many generations of families. Of, mm -hmm. of, of all type that were disrupted and kicked out of their homes to put a highway through. Mm -hmm. If you've already put a highway through, or even if it's not disruptive, you've already, you built the highway, you did good. You built it in the middle of nowhere. Great job. Awesome. Perfect. You nailed it. If you've already done that and you've already disrupted the ecology of that area and like you've, you've, you can't really take it back without further disruption and a massive waste, you might as well put the rail in the middle of it because people are already traveling on it it's already um the space is already allocated you can't put a house in between the two directions of the highway you can't put a store there you can't put a pedestrian path there so i think the next best thing is is some sort of commuter rail system to to pull people into the city via the same channel that already exists i mean it does prevent future highway expansion in in hopefully kind of encourages the reduction of lanes maybe over time you know it's two tracks maybe we need to add 
two more tracks and have express lines and they further extend it out mm. and then we have to take lanes out of the highway and it'll maybe if it does that then i could see that being a worthwhile thing i just my problem with them is i always hate be, the way that they then have to put the stations and a lot of times it's very uh um not human friendly in some cases because yeah. you're and i i'm pretty sure that there are ways of doing a better job of that than we've done in the past but there are definitely some city nerd has definitely expressed his uh his frustration <laughs> you're talking about la right now <laughs> you're talking yeah. about la specifically i know i know the exact yeah if we're talking I about love, the same thing i know the video that came out recently yeah very very yeah. good very insightful love city nerd exactly he did that one that he did, uh, no, that was in uh, Las Vegas, but the one about Strodes um, and really showing how toxic it is for pedestrians and uh, uh, cyclists. Um, but yeah, pedestrians and the little islands that they have to stand on. Oh my God, it was so good. I guess so, it's better than nothing. So, so yeah. So as somebody that lives in, um, like, we just don't, we don't have highways here. Uh, we do, yeah. But they're like 25 minutes outside of the downtown. Like, there's just no highways like what you see in America here. What are your thoughts then um, for, for both of you, uh, Yumble and Jonah on, and I'd seen a video on this recently, but on cities now removing highways uh, and more specifically uh, certain interchanges, whether rem removing either the whole thing, a lane, whatever it is, what are your thoughts then on them removing the highways um, and sort of trying to repair that, um, yeah, that, that, that segregation that they caused? Um, what, what, are your, what are your thoughts on those? Yeah. I think Boston's a great example. I, I'm a big mm -hmm. fan of the Big Dig, as it's called, as it's known <laughs> colloquially, because that was really good. They they installed a bunch of tunnels and they buried their highway, which ran right next to the old part of town called the North End. They buried it underground for many, I think it was seven billion, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong about the figure, but it's some wow. astronomical. Yeah, it's a crazy amount. But what they did is they put parks and walkable space on top and a few a little one-way road network that that goes around this walkable space one-way roads are really great for pedestrians because you can cross it there's only one direction of traffic and it's also going to be narrower than a than a four or six lane two-way street so you get these parks and they have events there and they have things and you don't hear the highway and you don't see it but there's plenty of access to it so what it amounts to is if you want to take a trip into boston and you live if you're not going to take the metro or the, ooh, the T, uh, I'm going to get I'm going to get fried for getting it wrong, but I think it's the <laughs> T if I'm not mistaken. I think it is the, the L T. is yeah. Chicago. I think the T. It's a letter. I know it's a letter. I think it is um, the T. <laughs> if you don't opt to take the T, but you want to bring your car in, that's great. You're going to cross a bridge to get into the city. You're going to go into a tunnel, and then there's exits from this tunnel, and you kind of blindly exit and you pop up next to a parking garage which isn't the perfect solution but compared to many places that's great your car immediately gets off the highway and then parks and then suddenly you're walking in this place and you're already there you've arrived and you don't have to drive yeah. around further disrupting the area and and they capped it and it's all grassy and it's right outside of the the old part of town and they didn't get rid of the highway, but they very expensively buried it. And that's a right. very cool solution, in my yeah. opinion, if you got the money for it, which most places don't. But but they figured it out. And that is paying off in dividends, I'm sure, for that for that bit of town, for the downtown and the uh, old town. 
Yeah. Yeah, I know uh, Seattle did that as well, too, with the Alaskan Way Viaduct. Um, Seattle did which... it. Houston's thinking of doing it. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, believe it or not. Uh, oh. <laughs> so Houston has an interstate going around the west and south side of the downtown, uh, which is Interstate 45. And there's a part of it that just blasted right through a densely populated, or it's very densely populated now. Um, and, it, and it's called the, uh, I think it's called the Pierce Elevated still. I don't know. It's the elevated portion that's on the south side. And it separates midtown and downtown. Now, over the last 20 years, maybe even 30, that whole area has gone through a complete transformation where it used to basically just be parking lots and abandoned buildings. And now it's, you know, high rises and coffee shops and bookstores and apartments and buildings and all kinds of stuff. And that elevated section sort of creates a physical barrier between the two where it's like you could technically walk through that area. But you know, with this noisy highway above you and it's all concrete and it's kind of scary and all that stuff, oh, and, yeah. you know, all that stuff. So, you know, what they want to do is instead of burying it, they want to remove it completely. And, mm. but, but there's some problems with that. So they're not really removing it. What they're doing is they're rerouting it. Um, so there's another interstate on the other side of the, uh, downtown called i-69 nice um and <laughs> and it's also elevated what they want to do is they want to bury it and then run 45 along that quarter too so they're not removing okay. it they're just redirecting traffic and that is going to be twice as wide as it is now but sunken uh, okay yeah. Well, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's complicated. It's, it's complicated. complicated. <laughs> yeah. Um, I knew that there had to be something when you brought <laughs> when you brought it up. I was like, yeah. Tell me, tell me what's really going on, Joe. Now, through that corridor, they have light rail. They have a okay. light rail line, one, and it goes along Main Street. And so, where that light rail goes along Main Street, that elevated portion crosses over it. So you remove that, and now all of a sudden everything is nice and pretty, and you can just take the rail yeah, exactly. through Midtown and Downtown, and it's all wonderful and, and roses. Except <laughs> Houston's hot; it's still heavily dependent on the car. It is a light rail in a city that's not small and not—I mean, the area is is approaching six million, if not more, and the city itself is like I don't know two and a half million now. Um, it was only a million when I moved there in the nineties. So like, I don't know. If you're gonna do it, make sure that it's not just about removing the highway for appearance or political purposes. Make sure that we're also putting in the infrastructure to cope with and and make the removing of the highway necessary, in my opinion. Because all you're really doing at that point is just sort of shuffling stuff around. And, and instead of fixing a problem, you're hiding it, in my yep. opinion. Yep. But not, a, not an actual solution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless if it's a stepping stone. It's an expensive um, stepping stone, but, you know, it is what it is. We, 
we have to recognize, I've always said this for IRL stuff, you have to recognize that places that are heavily built in the car are not going to just flip overnight and just automatically go to all real and everything's going to be great. Like, yeah, they're going to exactly. have to transition. Um, yeah. Unless if you're super ambitious, like, you know, you could just be like, okay, well, we're just going to take all these, free- we're going to take four lanes out of every freeway and just put rail on the freeway and then put stops and stuff along it. Like, I don't know if you want to do that, but and how well that would work that might be yeah. something to encourage people because that'll make traffic there's actually been an argument for that like if you which actually is, is what houston did with main street main street used to be a four lane um to a road and they actually took out lanes and made it basically impossible to drive on the street to put in the light rail because they were trying to encourage people to either use it or use other routes and not because main street was a mess back in the day um Actually, it might have been six lanes at one point, but there's an argument for that. Like, if you're going to remove stuff, right, it may make it more difficult to drive and it may encourage more people to use the mass transit, but you got to put that, you got to invest in that too. It's not just about removing and moving. So that's just, no, that's can, my opinion. You can have unlimited funds and, and nothing is going to be overnight. Like, you can have unlimited, the, the city budget can be, crazy astronomical but but that change is still not going to be instantaneous no matter how much money you have and how many contractors you have working on it at the same time it's still going to be disruptive to potentially disruptive to current everyday life which you have to account for which the game fortunately doesn't make us (laughs) worry about at all it's great you can just you can just turn on the entire area yeah you can and but, but also the instantaneous changes because it took the the boston thing took like I forget how long, many years, the better part of a decade, I think. Right. Very long time. And I'm sure that I'm sure things got worse before they got better in terms of traffic. Yeah. And you have to account for that in real life. We're blessed in City Skylines that you don't have to account for that. What a different game it would be if you did. Oh, but my goodness. Like you couldn't just no. if, if you put down a road, you couldn't just delete it. You had to like reroute traffic around it and make sure yeah. that that rerouting was accountable before you can then start construction on either widening it or removing it or redirecting. That would, honestly, I would love that, but I could see how that would make some people want to like throw the game out the window. It would drive <laughs> me nuts. It would be, it would be, even though I'm, I'm striving for some degree of realism, it would still, that would drive me nuts. I can't play with real time turned on. Like, I don't like real time that that influences. I Maybe I'd like real time if I turned it on after the city is already built, because that that affects like when people go to school and when people go to work mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So maybe I'd appreciate looking at real time after everything is built to see how right. the city holds up with those waves of traffic, you know, the 6 a.m. wave of traffic and the 5 p.m. rush hours, because there's not really a rush hour typically. No, I've it's weird. I, the game seems like it's quote-unquote rush hour is stuck on morning rush hour so it occurs in the morning and then it just sort of kind of keeps occurring (laughs) like throughout the day i can't really yeah i mean real-time mod obviously actually puts in a morning and evening rush hour i mean that's that's what i have moose do you have anything else you wanted to talk about um any tips that you have uh yumble for uh, there's there's be two points here. So one, any tips for people that are sort of getting into the game and struggling with uh, laying out their city? And then two, 
Uh, any tips for people out there starting to get into content creation and branching over to, uh, it, it could be on Twitch or YouTube, but um, yeah, I just want to hear any any tips you have for people getting into content creation and um, for people that are either new to City Skylines or struggle with the beginning, the start of, um, yeah, of building a city. It's it's funny. It's similar answers for both, whether it's getting into okay. the game of City Skylines <laughs> or getting into to content creation. Similar, similar but different. For cities specifically, I think using your resources is incredibly important. And what I mean is, um, obviously, I make videos explaining stuff, but there's many yes. other very, very informative bits of content that I don't cover, bits of... Um, important tips and important facts about the game. I don't do anything with fundamentals really. So I've never explained the the basic basic. I've never explained like oh here's how water you have to set up water and sewage and you have to set up electricity. Right. But you you have to learn all those things that we take for granted all being kind of veterans of the game for a few years at least. Uh all that take taken for granted type stuff. There's content that explains all of that to you even when the game doesn't really, other than yelling at you for not doing it <laughs> when it's too late, the, there's, you have to use your resources and look around. So YouTube is really great for that. Reddit is really great if you have a specific question, though a lot of questions that I see on Reddit are the type that could be resolved by watching YouTube videos yep. or asking questions <laughs> in, a, in a, a stream on Twitch. You know, Go check out all the... There's an entire universe of content creators on Twitch making stuff in city skylines that are more than happy to answer questions, yes. right? Like no one's going to, would either of you refuse a new player, a basic question? I, I can't Never. imagine you would. <laughs> Never. Never. And that's and all I, of it. Yeah. That's they're they're nice you, questions too. Yeah. Um, joining a discord is good too. If you want specific hands-on help, it won't necessarily be the, the owner of the discord who answers the discord mm -hmm. server. But there's a community in there that wants to answer questions and wants to be helpful. And City Skylines is very special in that where I don't see anyone gatekeeping it. I don't I don't see it. I don't see it. Maybe maybe someone has experienced this. Someone can argue that. But what I see is a bunch of people who want to help each other and share what they've made and learn more about the simulation and how real cities can influence your your city skylines builds and how to make it pretty, how to modify the game. Once again, it's layers. There's how to yeah. There's how to play the game. There's how to modify the game. There's how to how to build something specific that you've never built that's outside your comfort zone. All these different different ways you can zone a city. You can plop a city. I'm not going to go into what all that means, but <laughs> there's all these different ways to do it. And there's massive resources and a whole community of different pockets of styles of play. And people should seek those out as they learn the game. So that covers City Skylines. You also answer, uh, You also asked about content creation. And I, I said it before, I'll say it again, just show yeah. up. Show mm -hmm. up, show up. Without burning out, you still have to show up on days where you don't feel like doing it is the fact. And that's kind of the... It, it depends. There, okay. There's layers to it because I can appreciate somebody who just wants to do it for fun. Like you just want to turn your stream on and say hi to your friends and like, you know, maybe answer a few questions and chill. And and that's really good. If you want that to grow and if you want to expand upon that, you're going to end up showing up and expect it to be a bit of a job at times. 
right. because that's if that's the context that you want that to occupy in your life, it's going to be a job at times. And I'm I'm certainly not immune to it. <laughs> like I'm not um I'm not a robot, <laughs> I swear. And sometimes you have to you have to fire up stream when you're when you're tired or sometimes you have to make a video when you're not as inspired as you've as you've felt in the past. And sometimes you need to identify that burnout is on the horizon and take a break. All of those are important and leveling all of those things together while also learning how to get better at it and being willing to take that criticism or, or criticize yourself is all important and is no small feat. Um, that's kind of a meandering answer, but that's what it is. You, mm -mm, you have to no, show that's up perfect. occasionally. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. You're, yeah, one doesn't always want to show up. That and goes for everybody. Sure a lot of people appreciate that as well, yeah. so thank you for that. Yeah, of course. Also, thank you for being here, Yumble. Yeah. You heckin' legend you. I'm honored. This is this is a great way to, to spend to spend my morning. Um, uh, really, really good. Great talking to both of you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for putting on a, a podcast. I know that there's other ones out there, but I don't know how how consistent they are or what other topics they're they're covering. So and this is a a very good pocket of the City Skylines community, which is a very good community overall. So that's so that's really saying something. So thanks to both of you for having me. Hey. We're trying. I, I I think that we just sort of saw it's, it's just what we want to do. We, we we like talking and we just want to put that out there and hopefully people vibe with it. What apparently looks like that some people have vibed with it, which we appreciate y'all. Thank you for <laughs> tuning in and downloading and yeah. and downloading the podcast even before we mention it and say that it's live. I get sometimes people are like, I've already listened to it. It's like, oh, oh yeah, the reception has been crazy. <laughs> it's super cool. <laughs> But yeah, Yumble, um, really appreciate this. Yumble TV um, on YouTube and on uh, Twitch, obviously. And that's without the E. So YM, what is it? Y-U-M-B-L TV. I'll have all this stuff in the, in the notes. Um, so <laughs> that's it. Have, have me back. Have me back. Keep having yes, people on. Definitely. First first of many guests, no doubt. But uh, have, yeah. have me back when when the time is right. I'll be here.